Have you signed up to the Savage Race in 2015? And what are you waiting for? Savage Race is a five to six mile run with 25 of the world's best obstacles. Completion requires teamwork, courage and the will to push your limits further than you ever have before. Run individually or create a team. All participants get a bib, timing chip, commemorative Savage Race t-shirt, finishes medal and one free beer for those over 21 years of age. Round up your friends, family and co-workers and head over to www.savagerace.com to register using promo code ORM for 10% off. Let's get savage. The Utter Mud Run is held on August 8, 2015 in Covington, Georgia. The Utter Mud Run creates an atmosphere that's centered around the family. We have two different courses. The 7K course is designed to be enjoyed by the Mud Run enthusiast and the first-time Mud Runner. The course is close to four and a half miles long and will have 20 plus obstacles. Once you have survived the fun-filled Utter Mud Run, you'll receive a finisher's medal and a custom Utter Mud Run t-shirt. There is also a one-mile course created to allow your family, your friends, and you to challenge each other while bonding in one of the most exciting sports in the nation. Please visit us at www.uttermudrun.com and use code RUN, O-R-M, for $10 off. August 8th, 2015. Welcome to the Obstacle Racing Media Podcast with Matt B. Davis. With over 100 episodes since 2012, Matt has produced the most consistent podcast in OCR. Each episode, Matt speaks with race directors, athletes, and industry insiders to bring you the most in-depth interviews and conversations in the world of obstacle racing, adventure runs, and ultra marathons. If you have small children nearby, now's the time to put on some headphones or send them off to watch Phineas and Ferb as there are occasionally four-letter words, which are not bleeped. Now, here's your host, Matt B. Davis. Good day, everyone. Welcome back to the Obstacle Racing Media Podcast. I am your host, Matt B. Davis. On today's show... Spartan Agogi and the Dallas Stadium Sprint. Uh, big shout out to today's sponsors, Savage Race, we know and we love them, and the Utter Mud Run taking place here in Georgia. A um, little update. So those of you who've been following us the last few days, we had some death race updates, which were pretty crazy, as the death race typically is. Uh, please go to our website and check those out. Uh, that is also where we learned at first about this thing called Agogi, which... Uh, some, including me, are calling maybe the follow-up to Death Race. Uh, but according to the interview you're about to hear, it might not be the end of the Death Race. Um, who knows, dude. Uh, I do want to say there were some people who thought that uh, because Andy, Joe's ex-partner, started that thing called the Endurance Society, and they had the event, which shall not be named, on the same weekend as the Death Race, Sinonamine, and people were thinking... They were going to cross paths at the end for some big, great celebration. And, oh, yay, we were joking all along. But that ain't going to happen. Uh, I made the analogy that that was the child uh, having the fantasy of mommy and daddy getting back together. Um, but it's not going to happen. Uh, I mean, those two could eventually make up. But from what we know, and nobody's talking on the record, um, it's going to be kind of ugly. And uh, unfortunately, so that uh, marriage is over, the Joe and Andy marriage. So Joe's got his events, Andy and uh, 
what's his name have his events i'm so sorry i'm blanking on his name andy's partner please don't kill me jack carey uh have the endurance society uh so that's my two cents on that um let us jump in so joe had mentioned he's got this thing going on called a gogi we looked at the website and um he uh has been working on it for a long time apparently um and so we talk about that and we talk about how he even finds the time to do this stuff and uh, i don't think i've had joe on the show in a bit so it was nice to have him back so let's dive in uh joe DeSena and i uh, a couple of mornings ago here we go let's just start with so what is a gogi is first of all am i pronouncing it correctly you are pronouncing it correctly. Okay. Um, a, a, a gogi was a training system curriculum school uh, used back in ancient Sparta to train young children starting at age seven and to get them ready for battle. They would typically spend, you know, 10 plus years going through a gogi training. They'd be stripped from their family. And during that period, they learned. They didn't just become uh, tough and strong and warriors. Yes, they did get all that. But, but they also um, learned a lot. They, they learned humility. They learned humor. They learned dancing. They learned all kinds of things that would help them uh, get through this, this hardened life. And so it was very fitting um, that this new concept um, would be called a gogi because I, I want, rather than having 90% failure rates, like in previous races I put on, I want to have 100% success rate. I want people to come out of a gogi and, and be... Um, transform literally have all the tools they need to um to do amazing things and so um you know i hear all the time that people uh that have done our events are transformed but um but they don't know necessarily why they can't pinpoint the attributes virtues and things that they've gained this will have a combination uh classroom setting and um physical workload set like we're, we're going to crush people like i'm known to do but um but they're going to learn why, and they're going to learn what's coming out of the other side. There's no silliness that's going to be associated. This is going to be more, lean a little more um, towards the military. So how did you come up with it, or how did, you, how did it start to develop you know, with the military and all that? Well, I started writing a curriculum about a year ago, maybe more, right after Spartan Up. And, um, and as I'm writing the curriculum, uh, we had hired a few uh, senior military officials, <laughs> retired senior military officials, and with that, I started having meetings with the military, and it became apparent that there's actually a need for, for what I'm describing um, for uh, future officers and, and people going into the military. And so um, it just became obvious that there, there's, uh, there's a market for this. There's a need for it. So when you say the three sort of levels, the 24, 48, 60, you... What's, a- unique, about, what, what's unique about that? is I'm actually going to give people an ability to tap out gracefully. So everybody signs up for the 60. Right. But at 20, but at 24, they could tap out and say they completed the 24 as opposed to not being efficient. At 48, they could tap out and say they completed the 48. To make it those extra 12 hours, they're going to have to be prepared to climb Everest. You know, it's going to be that, that level to get through the 60. And do you, do you each 12 hour mark, from the 24 will have all those components like more like it won't just be okay now here's 12 hours of physical it'll be some physical some mental etc yeah the 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 the, the, um, the entire course from zero to 60 is physical and mental the, from 48 to 60 is, is a herculean physical effort oh wow so if you haven't trained big time then don't think you can maybe show up for that 
Uh, no, you you can get through it, but I mean you're you're gonna you're gonna be broken, just like anybody going through um, buds or you know that final task is is what gets most people, and, and that that's gonna be the one to get through. You're gonna have by the time you get there to 48, you're gonna have all the tools you need, all the mental tools um, to get through it. And the question is, question is, did you did you listen? Did you learn? So does this mean that it's replacing the death race? No, Death Race is a completely separate um, business, as you know. That that was owned by Peak. That was, was another company I had. Um, and there's an there's an entire. I'm looking out the window, and there are a bunch of people on Segways going around Boston. They clearly are not Spartans. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. I can't, I want to run down there and scream at them. But but um, a completely different company, completely different. Um, objective. There's tremendous demand. I think in the last 24 hours, we got over 600 people have, have begged to, to keep Death Race going. Um, this is something separate. This is, as I said, more curriculum, more learning, uh, hoping for high finisher rates, and, and something that really ties to Spartan's origins, which is you know, it's much more military uh, focused. I would suspect um, much harder. This you expect this to be hard, a gogi to be harder than the death race. I do. There, there will be less um, less silly tasks. Uh, people have referred to death race so over time as a combination of um, you know they've used the word jackass. Um, no one will use that word to describe a gogi. It's going to be um, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be very physical. It'll be very mental. It'll be educational. Um, but but you'll never see uh, silly tasks associated with gogi. You're not going to see us bury people. Uh, in the ground alive. Okay. And no uh, onion eating? No onion eating. It's a whole different animal. Okay. It says uh, spring and, sorry, summer and winter. So are we looking at beginning winter 2016 or summer 2016? I believe winter 2016. You'll see the first event. And and, um, we don't know the location yet, uh, but people are pre-registering. And we've got to approve them because um, you know it always drives me drives me nuts when people uh, drop out, especially in the early hours of an event. And then, um, and then summer, um, just because of my schedule, it probably will be you know February, June, same same kind of deal. Okay. What else do you want to say about it? Um, super excited, and I guess I guess people can um, can touch base and uh, send in notes. Uh, under the pre-registration page, if they've got questions or whatever, and ha- happy to answer them. But um, super, super excited. Uh, even my wife, I thought my wife was going to punch me, but uh, even she was excited. Be- because uh, because of it's because it's about bringing people just up. Just another, and not, yeah, just another. Here's another thing he's doing, right? We have four children, but but here goes Joe again with a new thing. Um, but she she was super pumped. Uh, she loved the branding. She loved the concept and. Uh, you know, her father was Navy, so I think um, I think the military component. Uh, we always want to give back to the military, so I'm I'm psyched about it. Well, you know, you mentioned your kids, and uh, you know, you and I have had some conversations uh, on and offline about kids. But I'd love to ask you because uh, a lot of us out there are like you. We got jobs. We love getting physical, and we want to make sure we spend time with our wives and with our kids. For a man who's who's constantly on the go, and I know that. Uh, being with your kids is important. How do you how do you make all that work? It's a tremendous sacrifice, but um, but at the end of the day, um, I got to be able to pay the bills like everybody else. And um, I can't say there isn't a day that goes by that I don't say to myself, "What the hell am I doing?" 
I got to pack it in. I can't continue at this pace. And I mean, I was in Vermont yesterday. I was on a plane last night to Chicago. I'm back in Boston right now. I'm on the road 250 days a year. It is not healthy for me, not healthy for the kids. But, you know, we're flying to Singapore. We're moving to Singapore in the next week. And um, hopefully it'll be different. Hopefully I'll be trapped in Singapore with the family. (laughs) (laughs) Does this mean that the the Cantonese uh, ban on television will be lifted and they can watch things that are... uh, the local language. Well, they 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 must they must watch Mandarin only. Although um, Man- I'm sorry, I said Mandarin, not Cantonese. Sorry, Mandarin, not the Cantonese. And she and she's gotten weak. And uh, the last few days I've been home, they've been watching English. As they get older, it's going to be I, I can see already harder and harder to um, corral them into these um, these disciplines. But um, I think I think I think I'll have a lot of control in Singapore. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Thank you so much, Joe, for taking the time to do that with us. That was awesome. Let us now venture over to Dallas and the finish line of the Spartan race. First up, Bracken Crocker, then Macaulay Crocker, then Isaiah Vidal. For those that didn't know, uh, Macaulay ran under the monkey bars, uh, not knowing they were there. He just saw a bar in front of them uh, and went through them. So... He had to go back and do them as Isaiah began them and still finished ahead. So that's what we're talking about there. And so you know in terms of the ruling there, uh, had he touched any of the monkey bar, uh, it would have been considered a failed obstacle and he would have had to do burpees. Um, But just running through them is just like if you ran by, say, the Hercules hoist or ran by a wall and didn't see it. They would just send you back to do it. So that is what happened. Uh, with those dudes, and so now you're going to hear uh, how it all went down. Bracken, Macaulay, Isaiah. Away we go. Tough though, man. I got out hard in the second half. Got me. That was a tough course. Yeah. So what's where? Up? Tell me what's tough about it. Ah, uh, they backloaded it. And uh, with obstacles. Yeah, a lot of climbing in the backside. Right. And so it just sapped you. Once you're in oxygen, that those stairs get tough. Yeah. Where's your uh, Where's your brother? I don't know. That's what I'm hoping to see here. Yeah. Yeah. Who else was behind you? Uh, Isaiah and Macaulay were neck and neck the whole time. So yeah. We're gonna see which one comes how out. How far? Here. How far? Like, were you leading the whole time or? Yeah, it started back and forth. Isaiah led for a bit, but then when we hit the first obstacles, our goal was to drop it to a real quick pace and see who could hang on. So that's when we got the lead, but that's also when it started to hurt a bit. Yeah. Well, good job, dude. Thanks. All right, so you were battling to the very end there with Isaiah. What happened, bro? You know, I've talked about it before, but I think I think mid-race your IQ halves, you know? So all I could see was the finish line. I couldn't think. You would have told me, you know, solve a simple math problem, I couldn't have done it. But, uh, hey, I could sprint hard, so. so you, but you still got it. You were still far enough ahead, or he just didn't have enough left in the uh, He took his time on him. I skipped. Right. And it was, it was worth the risk, obviously. Right. Man, that was a rough one. Yeah? Why, With, was, uh, why was it so rough? Well, I'm, uh, I'm trying to deal with a stress fracture right now. And a quarter mile in, I started to drop out. I was like, too much pounding today. This is too painful. Right. So I shut it down for a quarter mile. And I was like, dang, it's over. And I turned the corner, and Isaiah was right in front of me. Right. I like, well, I got to run with him now, at least. Right. So I just tried to hold pace with him. And uh, Brack and I, I think if we can get a race down to a mile or half mile, I mean, it's, we're all right. I mean, it's great to come in second, but how do you think your fans feel having been left out this week with no muddy mailbag? Ooh. 
I don't know, boss. <laughs> My dude, how was it today? It was fantastic, man. Humidish. Humid is like, it's humid. It's really humid. I'm like sweating like a dog right now. We got this nice air-conditioned building, dude. Yeah, right. Whenever you're like breezing through, you're like having to create wind in order to cool down. I'm like right here already sweating like a dog. Right? But it was great. How, how was the course? You know, there was a lot more stairs than I expected. You know, I asked Cobo if there was going to be a lot of stairs, and he's like, no, nah, there's probably the shortest stairs of the race. I was going through this entire thing, and I was sweating like a dog. I was like, man, there's a lot more stairs than I thought. But, right. you know, it's really hard coming back from Breckenridge. It's, it's even tougher, so. We've got a spirit marriage proposal happening. Yeah. So, when you saw him run through the monkey bars, were you like... I was about to do the same thing. Because you just didn't... You were just following you in? Know, I was like... Uh, is he supposed to be doing that? Maybe he knows something you don't know? I don't know. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? But I just took my time. You know, I was like, all right, just take a deep breath. But he just blazed right through it and passed me. And I was really amazed by that. But either or, Macaulay was well good in shape for this race. I mean, he came in just telling my win the entire time. He had a lot more than, than he thinks. But I think Bracken and those two brothers, Crackers, so it's like they prepared well for this race. So I just came in and tried to just give him my best. Yeah. Did you feel like it's Texas, I have to podium? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, right? this is always, it's always a great feeling to podium at home here in Texas you know it's like you know I expected a little bit better for me for this race but you know coming coming out of Breckenridge in Montana right now my body is tired and exhausted you know I'm just like you can't do every race dude. I know it sucks but it's like you know I know I'm young and all but at the same time I got I take good care of my body and I make sure that it's healthy but you know it was, it was a great race those 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 two prepared really well for it so they deserve they deserve the win yeah I heard you say that to him what did you mean by that at the very end you said hey man you deserved it yeah I mean they came in and they went out went out strong and Macaulay was right behind me the entire time I knew he could have passed me at any point but he just stayed right behind me I guess he wanted to save it for the very end because he knows I'm a strong finisher right but uh when I saw him pass I was like all right I guess uh I'm gonna take second but uh, he just blazed right through there and I I was like, you know, I'm just going to take my time. And so, fair enough, you just can never take your time. <laughs> so besides all the stairs, what else, like, challenged you or surprised you or anything about doing this race? You know, putting my putting my feet on the little little wheel thingy that you had to, like, almost, like, bear, like wheelbarrow yourself across, like, 20 yards. I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, the jerry cans, I love that new dynamic. I love when they have those type of obstacles. They're really high and, like, heavy obstacles, so I enjoy those a lot. You know, the stairs with the sandbag. You know, it was just overall, like, a great race. I thought it was phenomenal that, you know, that's what I love about Spartan. I said it at Breckenridge, you know. Spartan brings us to different places that we wouldn't be unless there was a Spartan race. Right. So it's just it's amazing and beautiful to, you know, my dream was to always play on this field in football, but <laughs> I never got that opportunity, but now I'm running a Spartan race. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty badass. I mean, it's such a great blessing, you know, just to be here. I mean, and just be out here with fellow, fellow competitors and friends. I mean, I have my brother who's also racing. You know, he's, he does solely CrossFit, so, I mean, he hasn't came in yet, which is, uh, you know, what I expected, but, you know, he's, he's a good athlete. Right. Where's the, where's the special medal they're supposed to give us? Yeah. Oh, there it is. It's on the back. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Right, pretty cool. dope. Thanks, brother. Okay. Tell me what it was like, dude, running in Foy Stadium, bro. I've been here twice before. I, I trained the Cedar Park Timberwolves, so I've been here twice with them. So I'd seen it before. You trained the Timberwolves? Cedar Park Timberwolves, high school team. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's my first stadium race. I mean, my first race, and I'll tell you what. That course was designed, I, I come from a high school and college track running background, so, you know, 800 meter to 5K is kind of my zone, and this is right. I'm 43 now, I'm getting a little old, but that was still, I just felt that as being a race that I really love. Yeah. You know, and I, I've been running Spartan races for four years, so this is my first stadium race. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. Are but, you pleased with your finish? Yeah, I think I am. Yeah, I'm gonna, top I'm gonna, 20, top 30? Probably, I'm going to guess top 15. Right. Top 15, top 16. Hey, second, guy. second master. 
Um, but I just freaking love this. You're second. Master? I wish we had more. You're second master. Yeah, second place. Master. Me, Chris McCorkle, myself, and Rutz. Rutz got third. Yeah, I'm nine percent sure that's accurate. Right. Rutz got third. Chris and Rutz and I. I mean, McCorkle and I spent a lot of time together out there. Um, but I tell you, man, this is just. What did you What did you think about the obstacles? Um, I'll tell you what. About halfway through, we went around like five spiral staircases, and that was their barbed wire crawl. Have you ever done one? The stadium with the, oh, yeah. with the so I mean it's like this high off the ground and you're you're, you're knocking down a 5:30 pace and you finish that and I was well, I'm not knocking down a 5:30 pace you might be, but 15:30 <laughs> and then you, I mean you're hammered for about 800 meters after that but uh, that was great new spear throw never seen that before with the styrofoam um, they hit us with this right at the beginning the Z wall was new the, the center was uh, missing which really created a cool. You had to be careful with your body, with your feet, because it would have been really easy to, to hit the, to the bottom portion there. Um, let's see what else was. Um, been a long, uh, long sandbag carry, and we covered one side of the freaking stadium, just up and down with the sandbag. I would say, I mean, the elevation, the ascending would probably equal as traditional sp sprint or super out in the woods. I mean, as much climbing that we did, as much so, stairs as you did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, overall, man, I, I would have to say that I like this just as much or more than any outdoor race I've done. Yeah? Yeah. All right, well, thanks, dude. I'd like to see more of them. Good it's job. hard to get enough of them in to qualify for the points. I mean, you got to do a lot of traveling. I don't know anybody who's paying attention to the points anymore. This guy, this old guy is. <laughs> this old guys are. Let us go now to the female top finishers there at the finish line at the Cowboy Stadium Sprint. Uh, first up was Kate Kramer, then Jackie Rust. So here's what happened with third place. Aaron Lowe crossed the finish line third. And later it was determined that uh, she did not do enough burpees uh, on the spear throw obstacle. Uh, we spoke with David Mick, who was the uh, Spartan official that day. And he will tell you about how that went down. Uh, sounds like it was an honest mistake and not anybody trying to cut corners. But that did move Aaron down to sixth. And then we had our third place finisher, Aaron, uh, sorry, Megan Boyd, who was minding her own business out there uh, volunteering uh, for the day after she had raced, and they tracked her down and brought her down for the medal ceremony, sorry, the trophy ceremony, which are those cool blocks, so she was very excited to, to do that with us uh, and to get the award, and that was super cool, so that's what happened there, uh, and then we're going to hear from Dan LG, uh, he is the race director for this course, and we wanted to talk to him about it. Uh, so let's jump right in with the women and then Dan LG. Oh, and by the way, that was a little bonus of the Yancey interview. Sorry about that. Uh, our boy Yancey, we love Yancey. I uh, haven't seen him in a bit. So he came across the finish line and it turned out he was the second place master. So we thought we'd chat with him for a minute. So look at that. Just throwing you all kinds of bones. That's how much we love you. All right. On to the interviews. Um, my name's Kate Kramer. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. And you're hurting a little bit, huh? The tire, good finish. I missed the spear early on. Uh, had about a minute lead. Missed the spear and chased her down the hoy. Yeah? Literally well, till the end. Well, I saw you guys, I saw you guys kind of talking on the A-frame. What was going on there? Just encouraging each other. Oh, okay. uh, we've raced three races in a row together and been within 10 seconds of each other. We're both on the pro team together, so we're good friends. Yeah? And competitors at the same time. Right, so, so you've won before this year, right? This is my fifth win. Right? What was, yeah. So what were your other wins this year? Tampa Stadium, 
Atlanta Sprint. Austin Sprint, Austin Super. Right. So anything in the south, you just kind of crush. Pretty much, no mountains. Yeah. <laughs> so you avoid those races? No, I go to them. Yeah. I went to Montana and Breck. I was fourth and seventh. Didn't yeah. podium. Right. What, what did you like about What did you like about this race? Everything. It's anaerobic, and I'm a, I love speed. I'm a sprinter. Right. So I can I can recover fast. Right. So the run is actually the recovery to the next obstacle. Right. Cool. Well, great job, Kate. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Russ. Second place today. Second place today. Right. I'll take it. Right. <laughs> yeah. First stadium. Right. First time. Yeah. I got what some What is it like to, to do this in freaking Jerry mean, World? Oh, man. I've only been here one other time, and I got to see all of it in right. one quick outing. Right. What, what do you think was the hardest out there today? a crossfitter there's a lot of crossfit stuff i have room for improvement on some box jumps and uh, a few things about <laughs> the the stairs definitely the stairs right a lot of stairs yeah All a right. lot of stairs good job today bro thank you be in utah next weekend oh wow yeah <laughs> i leave tomorrow morning and start driving with my very kids nice. very nice first start is your name where you're from aaron lowe from abilene texas What's your last name? Low. Yeah, how do you spell that? L-O-W. Okay, just like it sounds. Just like it sounds, not that messed up way. So third place today. Are you happy with that or disappointed? I can't quite tell. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah? I got third place December, Glenn Rose and I. Man, I was going against Jackie then too. We were close. I thought maybe I could get her, but I didn't see her the whole time. So Glenn Rose is a beast. Yes. Right? Outside, very different than this. Tell me what, very what, what you thought about the stadium race. This is more burpees, push-ups, where it's out there, you're getting muddy, you're going under barbed wire, which, climbing mountains. Which do you prefer? Outside. Yeah? Yeah, much better. Right? Yes. At least you get a steady air outside, so. But this was cool. This was neat. It was my first stadium one, so. Right. I just figured I should go ahead and do one. So so you thought the, the CrossFit type stuff is the hardest part, or? Uh, yeah, going, well. Probably, yeah, those push-ups. Right. And then just going up. We went up for a good 10 minutes, it seemed like, and then went straight into a wall climb. So, right. yeah. Well, great job. So, first of all, let's just get your name and where you're from. My name's Dave Mick. I'm from Virginia Beach. Have I ever interviewed you before, Dave Mick? Maybe. I've interviewed many of your friends. But probably not me. I'm not good enough to be interviewed. <laughs> so, when did you start working for Spartan, dude? Well, I don't really work for them. Um, I kind of fill in for Robert when they have multiple races. Kevin Donahue does as well. Um, and I just kind of do it because I like to see that everything's fair, people are doing what they're supposed to do, kind of to legitimize that. Right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, so you know, I'll sacrifice my 37th place. Right. You know. Right. Although you fair. could run today at some point. You could run <laughs> yeah, at like 6 o'clock. I could, yeah. How many races are you going to have today? Do you guys even know? Oh, I don't know, man. It's probably five, 6,000 maybe. I think more than that. Yeah. So, our third place finisher... Came in through, fell off the monkey bar, started getting burpees, and then what happened? Well, uh, she came through. That was what the unofficial result was, but we actually do go through all the video, go through all the GoPros. I sit up here, I count all the burpees. Uh, got time for me to count hers, and she did 24 uh, out of 30, and the way it works is, is for every burpee you miss, it's a 30-second penalty. So she didn't do, she missed six of them. That's three minutes. If you do less than 20, you DQ'd. 
But that three minutes moved her out of the podium. So right. we do count them. And, and she, is she around? Did you guys let her know? Yeah, we let her know. Um, she came up, and what we do is if you have a problem with it, we'll let you come count them. And, you know, she... You know, oh, like you show them the video. Yeah, and they get to count them. She counted them. That was 24. And, you know, she was apologetic. She's like, I didn't mean to. You know, there's a lot going on at the finish, you know. So she could have lost count. But that's one of the reasons why we had to count out loud, too. So then you know, as a racer, this is what I'm on. Right. But, you know, I mean, she... I mean, of course, she was a little upset about it. But, you know, she was a good sport about it. She understood. Right. All right. So um, what are you racing next? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. All right, dude. We're going to talk to you. Yeah. Oh, I'm here. Yes, absolutely. That, uh, that yeah. is at the end, you know, you finish the monkey bars. That's where it happens. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know, I'm barely impressed that you're going to like that. I'm embarrassed right now. Oh, no. You want money, bro? Don't be embarrassed. Hey, I, was, I was helping those kids race, and they did my nails. Hundred bucks? You spent hundred bucks, bro? And third place. Who said you had adrenaline? I like ran from. I was volunteering, and I turned around. So where were you volunteering? Just back up. Where were you volunteering? Um, at the kids' races. Okay, and how? Who came and found you? Well, just everyone started saying. I think they said your name, or you need to go down there. They don't have a third person, like third place winner. And I was like, I didn't make it, you know. And then. They're like, just go check the results. So I was like, okay. And then, what's her name? Second place, or first place was like, what's your name? And I said, it's Megan Boyd. And she goes, you're our third place winner. So I was like, shut up. Oh, seriously. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just so, I'm really honored right now. I just had so much fun and to succeed and just having fun, like, blew my mind. How many Spartans have you done before this? This is my second. Right. So you did Austin. I did the Austin Super. I think it was in April. Right, and you? How did you do there? I placed. I think it was 39th overall. The last I checked, it might have gone up. And then I think the third in my age group. Right. For women. Right. How many seconds were you behind? Do you even know how much you were behind the girl who wasn't there? Um. Because she was doing burpees, right? Yeah. Oh, I actually I saw her right in front of me, and I, I didn't see a whole lot of girls at the finish line. So I was like, I might have a chance to do kind of good. So I mean, I, the competitive side of me was like, take it. I felt bad afterwards, but um, I flew right by her. I think seconds before she passed the finish line, so really? I kind of snuck up behind her. So like, so like she would have been. Bad. Yes. She would have been third place. So what's winner. the lesson there, Megan? Uh, just give it your all from the start to the finish line, like from the get go. So awesome! Yes, Great job today. Thank you so much. Congratulations. I am. I appreciate it. I really do. Let's just start with your name and your role here today. Sure. My name's Dan LG. I'm a race director here at, at the Stadium Race today. Why do they call you Dan LG? Nickname, you know? Everybody's got a nickname out here. Right? Yeah. What's Mike's nickname? What do you guys call Mike when no one's around? Uh, Hollywood. You call Mike Morris Hollywood? Yeah, he's Hollywood. Yeah? Um, so, have you? are you a stadium race designer? Or just This is just what they needed you for this week? Or like, no, you, yeah. do you usually do whatever? I'm the race director for all the 2015 stadium races. So, you're the stadium guy? Stadium guy. All right, so let's talk stadiums. So, when you first hear, like, when they set the... What do you call it? Agenda. And they go, dude, we got Dallas, we got Miller Park. Are you just like licking your chops? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I get excited. First time venues are a blast to get out here and it's something that's a blank slate. Right. Create something from scratch. And then every year we go back, we get to know the ballpark stadium better than the year before and we can throw additional stuff in there. Right. Now, 
What do they tell you? Do they say this is what you can't do? No. I mean, there's, there's a couple of those, but um, for the most part, they just kind of pass off the stadium. They, I put out my wish list, and then we just narrow it in. Because, like, we got into the locker rooms, we're right on the field, like, That's we're getting right. all the cool shit. Pardon That's my right. French. We're getting all the cool shit. That's right. So, yeah. they, they just, yeah, man, we'll have at it. That's right. Yeah, they uh, we, we just fine-tuned it, worked out a, worked out a game plan to get the right. best possible race experience. Okay. Let's yeah. talk obstacle names. There was a couple of new, interesting things today. That's right. So, what do you call the jump? <laughs> Jump rope with the uh, sort of Hobie hop thing there. That's pretty standard jump rope. That's that's always what you guys have done. Standard jump rope, rope pretty much. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's the first time I've done it. Oh yeah. What about uh, crazy wheels, epic wheels? Yeah, we call them rolling epic. Yeah, rolling epic. Rolling epic. Uh, Alex, Alex Nicholas was uh, part of implementing that obstacle. Oh, as part so of it. there you go. That's so why. We got a little epic gym action with that. Good for Alex. Yeah. Good for yeah, him. Absolutely. Get a little. Where is he? He's a stadium guy. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know. I'm not sure where he is this weekend. Do you I know? I, I saw Carly here. That's right. She was out. Right. She was injured. She, keeps, she, she looked like up. she was hurt a little bit. I didn't yeah. even talk to her. Yeah. So, uh, what is the course measure today? We're we're just over four miles. Right. Yeah. So long for a stadium. Long for a stadium. Yep. And and that's just is it because you wanted to hit like the entire? Yeah, we've got a giant stadium, right? I mean, this is a huge, huge place. So we just tried to get everywhere we could get, and we got the miles we needed. Right. Yeah. Um, and oh, what else was I going to say? Hey, we had a little, we had a little uh, obstacle mishap here when the the what do you call that? What do you call that? What do you call running through the those gla- gladiator gauntlet? What do you call the when the gladiator gauntlet malfunction there? Do you know what happened? <laughs> no, I can't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll jump on it. From what? Oh yeah, yeah. That's just a work in progress. So uh, you know, urban urban areas is more of an operational thing than anything. Urban it's just, areas, it's just less messy. Uh, well, yeah, that and just like hey, in general, like, in the middle of the cities that we go to, right. not always easiest and fun. So right, and so that's why you want to start styrofoam with the spear throw. Yeah, we're just we're just uh, trying trying to do stuff. Work well, in we both made the spear throw for the record. There you go. So we're very proud. All right, good stuff. Um, what uh, which race are you doing next? You know? Yeah, I'll be at AT and T San Francisco. Really? Yeah. So you're literally you're, are you just the stadium guy? That's it. That's all I got this year. How many races is that? Six races. What do you, what do, you do with the rest of the year? I'm a, I'm a race director. Okay. Outside, yeah. Okay, so you are just so you do do a bunch of other races just outside of Spartan. Outside right. Of Spartan. Yeah. Oh, outside of Spartan. Yeah. You yeah. Other so I've been in the industry for a while. I've been doing triathlons, half marathons, right? All that kind of stuff. Trail runs. What? How many participants will you put through this race today? Over five thousand. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's great for a first time market, right? Right. So. Well, you guys are here, but you guys are Texas, but we are. Yeah, absolutely. But as, as far as the stadiums go, and as far as reaching out to the Dallas Cowboys crowd and all that kind of stuff, it is first, you know. Right. So. Well, we really enjoyed ourselves. All right, thanks, dude. All right, man. Hey, folks. That's going to do it for today's show. Thanks, as always, for listening. If you like the show, drop us a line, Matt at ObstacleRacingMedia.com or on Facebook, we may just program. Also, go to the iTunes, tell them why you like us. It's always a good thing. Everybody asks for it. No one's really sure how it works, but it's nice to see five stars and the people you like and that people like you. Quick shout out to Cody King, Justin Rose, and all the boys over there at Conquer the King. They put together one hell of an obstacle course. The review from that will be up on our website very soon. It's a local race, a local obstacle course, where they jammed 16 obstacles into this guy's side yard, basically, uh, with a track, a trail track that goes around it. 
and uh, basically like a mile and a quarter course with obstacles jammed in between, and we all loved it, and the reviews are going to be, we have a review on our site, and everyone in Gormer said it was awesome, so big shout out to those boys for putting a great thing together. If you're in Georgia, check out Conquer the King, they don't have a website, but they do have a Facebook page, and if you don't know where it is, uh, go to Gormer and ask around there. Also, be sure to support our sponsors, Savage Race. has a few more races left this year, and the Utter Mud Run coming up here in August in Georgia. Thank you guys for supporting the show, uh, sponsors, and thank you personally for supporting the show. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I have got to run. <laughs> <laughs>